0: Gentlemen, you are now listening to the Scare Blast Podcast. And now here's your host, Lisa Burton.
1: Hello, welcome to the Scare Blast Podcast. My name is Lisa Burton, I'm your host, and today we are joined by actor and comedian from New York City, Mr. Adam Pasulka. Hi, Lisa. Hello, Adam. Oh, I'm so glad you're here today. Today, uh, Adam chose the movie rosemary's baby which is a horror classic this is the 1968 rosemary's baby not to be confused with the 2012 rosemary's baby mini series mm-hmm. uh that recently came out um 2012 2014 yeah i get my 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 years mixed up okay 2014 i'm gonna
0: take your word for that i didn't see it
1: oh yeah i haven't seen it either but um apparently it didn't get great reviews mm. it was set in paris instead of New York City, where the 1968 Rosemary's Baby is set. So, Adam, let me ask you a couple of questions about scary movies in general, to start us off. So, can you tell me, um, what, uh, types of movies do you typically reach for? Do you typically reach for scary movies? No, I don't like them. You don't like I don't scary like them movies? at all.
0: I don't understand the desire to be, to make yourself afraid.
1: Okay. What, um... And when you think of a scary movie, what type of afraid do you think of? Or what is repellent about being scared? I
0: think of uh, like, an, like an omnipresent, omnipotent, uh, <laughs> a maniacal murderer. Like Halloween yeah. or Nightmare on Elm Street or uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Where like no matter what you do, you can't escape uh-huh. this thing. Yes. And as soon as you let it out of your sight, it will appear somewhere else. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, Totally.
0: I don't understand why people enjoy that.
1: Yeah. Those movies specifically, uh, those ones that you named, are all, to me, a very specific genre of scary movie, which I also don't like. Those, to me, fall under like a gore porn, like a um, slasher slasher (laughs) type movie, which I'm not real down with. Like, I I agree with you on that front. So what made you choose Rosemary's Baby?
0: I had never seen it before. Okay, that's it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> And I had heard good things about it.
1: Yeah, and it is. This movie is definitely considered a an absolute classic. Not just a classic horror movie, but also a classic film. This was recently uh, 2014 inducted into the um, like film Hall of Fame, like the Library of Congress mm-hmm. uh, Film Hall of Fame. Let me see if I can keep pulling out my notes here. Uh, the film was deemed, they said quote, culturally, historically or aesthetically significant by the Library of Congress and selected for preservation by the National Film Registry. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, so this one is I mean, it's epic. It's a good
0: one. I also chose it because I was convinced Willem Dafoe was in it. <laughs> not, not in. If you're looking for a good Willem Dafoe movie, don't go to Rosemary's Baby. He's <laughs> not in fact in it.
1: He's not in this movie. I, I think I was thinking of, of Antichrist. Yeah. 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 Which is uh, yeah, a real fucking weird movie, but yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was I was waiting with bated breath for Willem Dafoe to show up until the last minute of the movie, <laughs> oh. and then I, when the credits rolled, I was like. Oh, I was thinking of Antichrist.
1: (laughs) Um, So can you uh, summarize this movie for us?
0: Yeah. So so, um, Guy and Rosemary Woodhouse move into apartment in the, um, what's the name of the the Broadmoor?
1: Bramford. Bramford. They move into the
0: Bramford, which is a building on like the Upper East Side, I believe. Upper East Uh, Side, Upper West Side.
1: Yeah, Central Park West.
0: Yeah, he's an actor. He's sort of like a struggling actor. She's like a, uh, almost like a Stepford wife. Yes. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and they have some very interesting neighbors and find out that there's some occult history in the building.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, and are we doing spoilers on this? Yeah, you? absolutely. Okay.
1: Yep, you can swear. Yeah. you can spoil, whatever you, you want. You
0: haven't seen Rosemary's okay. baby yet, turn this off. <laughs> Because uh, I'm going to spoil this up, it. Go watch it. Go watch it. Like
1: really, go watch it, and then come back yeah. and listen.
0: Uh, so they have these really eccentric neighbors uh, who are a little bit obnoxious, but they continue to hang out with them, and uh, and all of a sudden, these interesting things start happening. Like, guy's career begins to take off. You know, the guy that he was understudying for, the guy who got the part over him, goes blind all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and they decide that they want to have a baby. So there's this really terrible scene where, uh, I guess the devil rapes Rosemary. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty clear that it's not a dream. Yeah. Like it's pretty clear what's going on to the viewer. Yeah. Uh,
1: she looks into the camera at one point and says, oh my God, this is not a yeah, dream. Yes. <laughs> yes. Where it feels very dreamlike, like at that point. And we'll talk about this more in depth later too, I'm sure, but the at one point the bed is surrounded by a bunch of naked old people and like it's very dream state she's going back and forth from being on a boat with a bunch of people to being raped by the devil and then she looks into the camera and says this is not a dream
0: yeah so she gets pregnant uh and things start to go terribly for her she loses a lot of weight she looks terrible she's in constant pain uh, and then everybody around her, so her husband Guy and her neighbors and everyone else in her life, uh, start to get really controlling about the pregnancy, who she needs to go see Dr. Saperstein, yep. who's very clearly in on it as well. Yep. Um, what she needs to be, uh, consuming. Yeah. Uh, Tannis Root is a big thing. Um, yes. she, she's given this charm with Tannis Root in it and these shakes with Tannis Root.
1: Yeah. Which I guess is
0: also known as Devil's Pepper. Yep. That comes out later in the movie. Uh. And then these coincidences will happen as soon as stuff seems like it's about to go her way. Like, Mm -hmm. as soon as she's about to go get a second opinion, the pain stops. Right. And that's really all she cares about, is if this baby is healthy or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is so weird. Like, it's such a bizarro world-type thing. And, like, they gaslight her throughout the movie. Like, she is made to feel like she's crazy. Um... This film was directed by Roman Polanski, uh, and he wanted... His idea for this movie was that, previous to this film, there had mostly been monster movies. It had mostly, for the most part, been, like, um, scary after dark, like, don't turn off the lights because a monster's gonna come get you type movies. And this was part of a wave of movies where you are scared with the lights on. Everything is well-lit, it, the scariest things happen in the daylight. Um, and very the aesthetic of this movie, you know, it's very trapping. It's very... Claustrophobic, claustrophobic. in a way. Claustrophobic.
0: Something I loved about this movie that was, like, subtle and obvious at the same time is... Uh, I watched it with the subtitles on. Okay. Because the dialogue was pretty sparse, and I felt like there wasn't much wasted. Yeah. There's a lot of, like... When somebody says, like, oh, what the hell, or go to hell... Uh-huh. Maybe it was just me, but it really seemed to have so much more of a weight in this movie because of the theme. There was also like just that idea of heat throughout the movie. They there were yeah. several references to the heat waves that were going degrees. on. yeah. Yeah, and uh, like when they made a fire, yeah, it was like really central to the scene. Yeah, stuff like that I thought was really well done in this movie.
1: Yeah, the fears this touched on too ran the gambit, but certainly were very personal fears, which I really loved, too, which is, like, a fear of old people. There's a weird thing about old people and kids. Like, you know, it's like, children of the corn and the omen, and then this movie, which is these old people, Mm -hmm. and that's scary. There's another movie coming out very soon um, that I just saw that's uh, called, like, the visit or the grandparents or something. Yeah. That's coming out that is about old people. Yeah,
0: where the the two kids go to They're stay th- with their grandparents. Yeah. And everything's clearly not okay with their grandparents. Right. It looks creepy.
1: It looks creepy.
0: To me, it was, it was a similar thing in the slasher movies of like this smothering sort of omnipresent force that you can't get away from. Yes. It wasn't one supernatural person as much as a large group of people who had, like, very small powers. Yes. But uh, it was still everywhere.
1: Yeah. I thought it was really good. I mean, I—and it can be applied to so many different instances in life in general, which is, like, you know, if we're talking specifically about, like, communities, any community that you are part of can either feel very freeing because you are part of it, Or if something's going poorly for you within that community, it can feel very claustrophobic, like you're stuck in this community of people. Totally. Um, I felt like it also touched on, you know, fears of pregnancy, of being a woman. Your body is different, and all of a sudden everyone's telling you how to do things. Um, That was very clear Uh, and also a really interesting thing to just explore in a lot of these horror movies, which is like the women are seemingly helpless until they're not. And then and it's just a choice. It's just a choice that these women end up making in the movie to not be helpless anymore.
0: They cross a certain threshold and empower themselves.
1: Yeah. And you find where that threshold is for every woman, for every movie, which is interesting. Uh, And this one see. Mia Farrell was so stuck in that centered thinking of, like, I'm safe, I'm fine, that it took a lot to break her out of that to start to make her own decision.
0: It's a choice, but it's also being pushed past a certain point, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Because she was ready, willing, and able to be in denial about all of this. Yeah. For as long as it took.
1: Totally. And then... um Their marriage. I mean, she definitely. She had to have, like, really. um, I mean, it takes a certain type of person to be married to that guy, so she had to have been just like tricked herself into thinking he was a good guy, or maybe he was a good guy at one point. Again, like you said, he went from being a dick to like dickier, like mm-hmm. way more of a dick.
0: There was something in the in the final scene though where maybe it was his posture, it was the way he held himself and that he was at such a distance in the scene, like he seemed stripped of a lot of that power. Yeah. A lot a lot of that dominance seemed to um have left him.
1: Totally. In that moment. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. Um so, let's talk a little bit about... So, this was... It was directed by Roman Polanski. Again, he wanted to scare you with all the lights on, which was great. I thought it was really... Um, it was very um, effective that way. It's very scary. It's a very scary movie, even now. And it's... Um, I recently re- I read, uh, as I was doing my research, there was a, an analysis of this movie. They were talking about how now you know, um, almost a, uh, half century later, it's more apparent than ever that we need to learn lessons from this type of a movie, uh, this scary movie, because nowadays scary movies are so hit you over the head with the scares or they're, you know, or they're those slasher type movies or that kind of thing. But this is so psychological thriller scare that, the whole time you're questioning exactly what's going on and you're more scared for the character and scared that that could happen to you in your real life because you relate so much to that yeah, character. Yeah, it is
0: more relatable, I think.
1: Um, and they were, uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Have you seen a lot of recent scary movies? I haven't. You haven't? No. Because
0: you don't like scary movies. Because I don't enjoy
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you like not being a dude that does not enjoy scary movies? Like, do you see the value in this movie? Scary... Did you enjoy this movie?
0: I did. I really liked it. It was so well done, and like you said, it 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 was subtle
1: mm-hmm.
0: in in what was frightening about it. I yeah. think it was more of a psychological thriller than a slasher.
1: And as a man watching this movie, what scared you about this movie?
0: That sense of claustrophobia that sense of not being able to trust anyone that sense of really being alone
1: uh-huh.
0: and not being able to connect with anybody who you can trust
1: yeah
0: that creep that was creepy yeah
1: um,
0: there was one one scene we didn't talk about hmm. and I don't know if it's too late to bring this up but remember when she runs across the street through traffic to yes. get to the phone yeah. To maybe call Hutch, I don't remember who she's calling, or Dr. Hill. She's
1: calling Dr. Hill.
0: Yeah. What I heard is they that was sort of like um, in The Midnight Cowboy, in, in Midnight Cowboy when Dustin Hoffman crosses the street and the car almost hits him. Uh-huh. Like that was an improvised scene. They didn't stop traffic. They had to convince Mia Farrow to, to run into traffic. And Roman Polanski was behind her with a handheld camera. Whoa. And his rationale was like, listen... You're wearing, like, a pregnant costume. Nobody's going to hit you. Yeah. She was like, okay. (laughs) And it worked out.
1: That's fucking nuts. Yeah. Huh. I wish I knew more. I don't know a lot about Roman Polanski's, like, film style or his directing style. I don't. But it sounds like he was that director that people are like, Roman Polanski is a fucking genius, but you just have to trust him. Yeah. Before I go into trivia, Mm -hmm. if you were to, um, give this movie, like, we'll say, um, we'll say Lockets of, uh, wait, what is that? Tannis Root? Yes. Lockets of Tannis Root? So let's rate this movie in Lockets of Tannis Root. Yes. 10 out of 10 Lockets gets you, um, is the best movie you've ever seen, uh, one, out of ten lockets is not a great movie at all.
0: Huh. I would I would probably give this eight out of ten Lockets of Tannis Root.
1: Eight out of ten Lockets. For a guy
0: who doesn't like horror movies, I would give this eight <laughs> out of ten Lockets of okay. Tannis Root. Why is that? I really liked it. I think uh, like you said half a half a century later it holds up. Yeah. The themes hold up. Uh huh. It's creepy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's beautifully shot. Well acted. Yeah. Well cast. I, I liked it all around.
1: Totally. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I would also give it I mean, I think I would give this movie nine. Nine maybe nine point five. I'd say this is like You can't give a half a yeah, locket of Tannis. Oh, root. you're right. I can't the give a root of
0: falls out if you okay, open 10. the locket up. I'll
1: put ten. Wow. I'll give it ten. Good. I think this is one of the best scary movies of the twentieth century, maybe ever made. Mm-hmm. I think this one is it sets a precedent for all scary movies moving forward. It definitely shows you how you need to ratchet up the tension in order for it to release properly, in order for people to actually be scared or feel the things you're supposed to feel here. And then I, I may take away one locket of Tanis Root just because... You do see the devil, and I don't like seeing the baby eyes at the end. Like yes. I think that's a little cheesy. But so maybe nine, nine out of ten. Okay, lives.
0: I'm going to lock you in. Okay, nine out of ten. <laughs> 10, <laughs> 10
1: <laughs> lock me into my apartment at the Branford Estates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Great. So, my trivia. Let's T-no. do it. Trivia number one. You've already mentioned this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. Are you ready? And I've got another one to replace it. So Good. It's actually going to be four questions. Okay. What is the name of the book Hutch gives Rosemary upon his falling unconscious?
0: All of them witches. All of them
1: witches! Because all them are witches.
0: All them witches.
1: Um, Here's one, again, from the movie. What is on the cover of Time magazine that Rosemary picks up while waiting for Dr. Saperstein?
0: Don't know it verbatim, but it's something along the lines of, is God dead?
1: Uh, God is dead. God is dead. God it's not, a question, dead. It's it's a, not a question, it's a statement. It's a it's a statement, yeah. The Time Magazine uh, ran a a cover page that said, God is Dead. And that was what was on the cover when she picked it up. Uh, My next question. And these are two real-life trivia questions. Um, The guy who wrote this book, Ira Levin, he is a scary novelist. And a horror novelist. And um, uh, he's a great horror novelist. Uh, Stephen King mentioned, uh, he has mentioned in a number of quotes that Ira Levin puts all other horror writers to shame, like that he's an incredible, he said something to the effect of like, Ira Levin makes what every other horror writer does look like pea soup. Huh. It was a very great quote. Um.
0: The least scary soups.
1: Yeah, the le- <laughs> the weirdest scary soups. The weirdest scary soups. Bad soup. scary soups. Um, but Ira Levin makes great scary soup. And he wrote not only this, but he also wrote another famous novel made into a movie. He wrote a number of novels made into movies. But there's one that you mentioned earlier in this conversation that Mia Farrow sort of reminded you of. What other scary novel made into a movie? In fact, made into a movie and then made into a remake in 2002-ish, 2003. What other novel made into a screen did... Ira Levin Wright.
0: One thing comes to mind that I mentioned, I didn't know it was a novel, Halloween?
1: No. Nope. But that's a great guess. Uh, Think this, like, sort of, uh, everyone against you style.
0: It, I said the name? Yeah. Oh my god.
1: Which is also why I thought you would find this interesting, and why it is a good contribution to this conversation. I don't know. He wrote Stepford Wives. Oh! And you mentioned Mia Farrow seeming like a Stepford kind of woman.
0: You guys can't see this, but I'm patting myself on the back.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. He is. <laughs> yeah, Ira Levin wrote Stepford Wives, which uh, is also one of these types of everyone is against you style, you know, conspiracy theory type.
0: I never saw it. I just know the type.
1: Yeah, it's great. And it is a trope now. Yeah. Uh, So clearly Ira Levin has this real good finger to the pulse of public concern, which is really good. Yeah. Um, All right, here's another real life question. Mia Farrow, been married a number of times to a bunch of famous people. How many children did Mia Farrow have in her real life? Ooh,
0: I'm going to just guess six.
1: You know... She was, she to me seems like the first of, uh, this trend that we now see today as sort of average where these, uh, mega stars, these celebrities are adopting kids like crazy. She had 15 children. Oh my gosh. And 11 of them were adopted.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: So she had 15 children, which is crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I read that and I did the same thing. I was like, oh my gosh.
0: That's a tremendous amount of children. So many kids. Yeah.
1: But she loved children, and she also loved helping people and helping children. So, you know, a pharaoh, good on ya.
0: I have some trivia for you.
1: Okay.
0: How much uh, did it cost to make Rosemary's Baby?
1: Ooh, I love questions like this. Oh, my gosh. I'm also terrible at them. Okay. Cat People in 1942 cost $141,300. Okay. But made $4 million This movie, in 1968, a million. One million dollars. One
0: million dollars? 3.3 million dollars. Guess how much money it made at the box office. Oh,
1: boy. Oh, boy. I bet it made so much money. Maybe not. Um, I bet it made uh, five million dollars. $33
0: Thirty-three million dollars.
1: Holy shit, Rick! I have no concept of money. When well, it
0: I think to. it was. To be fair, it was like a smash hit. This yeah. is according to Wikipedia.
1: It was. This movie did when it came out from also from the research that I did on um, various like cinematic websites, and I also read like some analysis of this movie too on a dramatic film something something, they talk about how critics raved about this movie from the get-go. I mean, this came out and immediately people were wild about it. Which does not happen for a scary movie very often. A lot of times, scary movies, horror movies are, um, even if they are classic scary movies, they'll come out and immediately be regarded with this like, this was terrible, I hated this. And then the longer it's in the box office, the better the critiques will get. Mm. Which is interesting. Um, Cat People certainly was that way. And then um, there are a number of other like classic horror movies that came, that did that. Interesting. Yeah.
0: I have one more for you. Ooh, this ahead. is like not as specific as I'd like it to be, but... It's okay. Roman Polanski was being pitched another book adaptation before Rosemary's Baby. Uh-huh. It was going to be his American debut. Okay. What sport did that book... Feature prominently.
1: Oh, boy. I would guess boxing. Skiing. Skiing?
0: Because I guess he is, like, Swedish or something. Uh Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, Mr. Polanski likes skiing. (laughs) Let's have him do a skiing, like an action skiing movie. Weird. And he got proofs, like, galley proofs of Rosemary's baby before the book was even out. And he's like, no, no, I want to do this.
1: Wow. Yeah. Interesting.
0: It's part of a trilogy.
1: Uh Uh-huh. The skiing I, movie? No. Oh, Rosemary's Rose
0: baby. baby is part of a loose trilogy that he did. One is called the, it's the Apartment Trilogy. Oh, okay. And it's all sort of like thrillers that take place in, you know, like in and around apartments. One is called The Tenant. The other one, I don't remember the name. Okay. So go ahead and email us
1: that <laughs> Oh, fun. Yeah. Cool. That's all I got. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming and talking. It's and... my pleasure. Oh, this is great. I love Rosemary's Baby. Guys, watch Rosemary's Baby in your October scary movie list.
0: Happy Halloween!